Though it is true that God is omnipotent, that is, all-powerful, there are some things He cannot do. God cannot lie. He cannot forsake His people. He cannot disown His covenant. We might be tempted to add to that list. God cannot forget. But is that really so? Welcome to episode 25 of Ask Spurgeon, where again we pose important questions to the great Victorian preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon and draw answers from his ministry at the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. I'm your host, Dave Holt, and I'm glad that you've joined us today. Reverend Spurgeon, could God ever be described as forgetful in any particular area of his being? Or perhaps to put it another way, is it impossible for God to forget? My friends, this is one of the things it might be thought he could not do, that is, forget. Is it impossible for God to forget? We finite creatures forget many things, but can the Almighty ever do so? God who counts the stars and calls them all by their names, who knows how many microscopic organisms there are in the mighty ocean, who notices every grain of dust that floats in the summer air and is acquainted with every leaf of the forest, can he cease to remember? Perhaps we may answer no, not as to the absolute fact of the committal of the deed, but there are senses in which the expression is entirely accurate. In what sense are we to understand God's forgetfulness? Forgetfulness of our sins. First of all, He will not exact punishment for them when we come before His judgment bar at last. The Christian will have many accusers. The devil will come and say, That man is a great sinner. I don't remember it, says God. That man rebelled against you and cursed you, says the accuser. I do not remember it, says God, for I have said I will not remember his sins. Conscience says, Ah, but Lord, it is true, I did sin against you, and that most grievously. I do not remember it, says God. I said, I will not remember his sins. Let all the demons in the pit clamor in God's ear and let them vehemently shout out a list of our sins. We may stand boldly forth at that great day and sing, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? For God does not even remember their sin. The judge does not remember it, and who then shall punish? Unrighteous as we were, wicked as we have been, yet he has forgotten it all. Who then can bring to remembrance what God has forgotten? He says, I will cast out your sins into the depths of the sea, not into the shallows where they might be fished up again, but into the depths of the sea where Satan himself cannot find them. There are no such things as sins recorded against God's people. 
Christ has so taken them away that sin becomes a non-entity to Christians. It is all gone, and through Jesus' blood they are clean. The second meaning of this is, I will not remember your sins to suspect you. There is a father, and he has a wayward son, who went away that he might live a life of looseness and profligacy. But after a while, he comes home again in a state of penitence. The father says, I will forgive you. But he says the next day to his younger son, There is business to be done at a distant town tomorrow, and here is the money for you to do it with. He does not trust the returned prodigal with it. I have trusted him before with money, says the father to himself, and he robbed me and it makes me afraid to trust him again. But our heavenly father says, I will not remember your sins. He not only forgives the past, but trusts his people with precious talents. He never suspects them. He has never one suspicious thought. He loves them just as much as if they had never gone astray. He will employ them to preach his gospel. He will put them into the Sunday school and make them servants of his son, for he says, I will not remember your sins. Again, he will not remember in his distribution of the recompense of the reward. The earthly parent will kindly pass over the faults of the prodigal. But you know when that father comes to die and is about to make his will, the lawyer sitting by his side, he says, I shall give so much to William, who always behaved well, and my other son shall have so and so, and my daughter she shall have so much. But there is that prodigal. I have spent a large sum upon him, and he was young, and he wasted what he received, and though I have taken him again into favour, and for the present he is going on well, still I think I must make a little difference between him and the others. I think it would not be fair, though I have forgiven him, to treat him precisely as the rest. And so the lawyer puts him down for a few hundred pounds, while the others perhaps get their thousands. But God will not remember your sins like that. He gives all an inheritance. He will give heaven to the chief of sinners as well as to the chief of saints. When he divides the portion to his children, it may be he will put Mary Magdalene as high as he does Peter and the thief as high as he does John. Yes, the criminal who died on a cross is as much in the sight of God as the most moral person that ever lived. Here is a blessed forgetfulness. I do hope that you have been encouraged by that answer to the question, is it impossible for God to forget? Provided during the Sunday morning sermon preached on the 20th of May, 1855, titled Forgiveness. It's been great having you with us today. Do join us again for the next episode of Ask Spurgeon, where once again we will seek answers to some faith-building questions as we together journey through life and on our way to glory. I would be ever so grateful were you to subscribe to the podcast as well as to leave a brief review of your experience of Ask Spurgeon on your podcast directory. 
And please feel free to contact me about this or any other episode of Ask Spurgeon at dave at askspurgeon.com. And for more Spurgeon audio resources, go to spurgeonaudiobooks.com. Until next time, God bless you.